It is Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here. Patrick Royce joins me as usual. Patrick, the Vikings played yesterday. If this was a normal Monday, we probably would talk a lot about that game. I think today we'll spend maybe a minute on the game itself because contrary to what uh, Kirk Cousins tried to tell us last week, it was not one of the most important games they were ever going to play. <laughs> Um, yeah. so we, we've got a lot to deal with I and mean, we can get to the, uh, the final game of the NFL season as well, which had some, uh, adjacent, um, tentacles to the Vikings as well, at least how it finished. But really we got to start with just the status of everybody here. And it, it, it seems like the, the, uh, the consensus is that Mike Zimmer, you know, maybe even as soon as not too long after you're listening to this will be fired that Rick Spielman might be reassigned and then everybody else will figure out who else will get sorted out on the roster. How, it's, it, as you think about that, how does that strike you as a, as a kind of a, a, you know, a way to deal with what's happened this last season in the last few seasons? Well, it kind of depends upon what Spielman's task is going to be. Is it going to be ceremonial or is the uh, new general manager going to be reporting to him or uh, what, what, what's the title going to be? Uh, and uh, of course, the big thing to me is, all right, are you in a hurry to hire a coach? So are you going to hire a coach before you hire a general manager? Uh that, which would be really stupid if I, in, in my opinion. Uh, it, and if they let Spielman hire the new coach, then obviously you haven't really changed that much. I'm not surprised at all. Though I thought Spielman was a survivor of the, I've been talking about that since the middle of the season, that you know he was in there stabbing Zimmer in the back trying to survive with the Wills. And, uh, you know, that, uh, he was gonna, he was gonna somehow figure out a way to survive this. And, uh, I'm not, I, I think he's a duplicitous fellow who takes care of himself. And, uh, so I, I guess I'm not surprised by anything. Zim, uh, by all accounts, uh, gave up a while back about, uh, the fact that he would have a chance to stay, obviously once they were eliminated from the playoffs, but, uh, uh, I think, you know, he had an eight year run and he got what he just, you know, that was, he got probably got a little more than he should have, uh, when you consider, uh, uh, the, how I, I wrote about this on Sunday, the, uh, ever since that loss to Philadelphia, things really haven't been the same. They had one playoff team and, uh, you know, it was not much happened after that, uh, the Minneapolis miracle and, uh, you know, goodbye, Zim. You had a good run, and I think he gets paid for another two years, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. they, I can't remember when the when all the extensions happened. It's at least one more for him. Um, you mentioned the Minneapolis miracle. I mean, the the post miracle era is also the entirety of the Kirk Cousins era, and you know we've talked about this before, but Zimmer said it at the scouting combine in 2018. If we pick yes. the wrong quarterback, I'm probably going to get fired. Yeah. Um, he's, he's kind of seen this coming from, you know, forever away where if you invest that heavily in a quarterback and he doesn't take you as far as you want him to go, and he's taking up that much cap space, it becomes hard to win. It becomes hard to keep your job. Um, you know, as we think about cousins, that's trickier. Obviously you can fire a coach, hire a coach. You can't just fire a player who's got a $45 million guaranteed contract for 2022. And he performed 
reasonably well this year. I'm curious what a new regime, you know, assuming a new coach and a new, you know, someone who's the new general manager who has, you know, authority over the roster, what they will think about what they have inherited, especially with Cousins. I think there's going to be a lot of roster changes, but uh, in the new era of seven teams going to the playoffs and the Packers sort of in a, a horrible uh, salary cap situation and who knows what Aaron, if the Packers don't go to the Super Bowl, I got to think Rogers still wants out. So you look at the division and it's hard to say, well, we're, we, we got to redo this thing, you know, because you can probably win it next year by going nine and eight. If you, if you, uh, when you, when you look around at the, at the uh, lousy division and what you're going to be in, if Green Bay takes a step back and if you get rid of Rogers, you're going to take a big step back. So, uh, you know, it, it's a, uh, it's an interesting uh, situation that uh, they're not, you, you feel like there's, there's, they're in need of a redo, but I'm not sure that they're going to look at it the same way because, uh, and then if you're not going to have a redo, uh, then you probably keep cousins. Don't you? I don't know. I mean, what do you, you try to, uh, where are you going to get a quarterback? Uh, you're, you're not going to draft, you're going to draft, you're drafting what 12th and a, draft that has no quarterbacks in it so uh i i, I don't know what what do, what do you do you go get uh you go get garrett gardner Minshew or somebody like that i mean i i, I don't know what and you and i of course last week disagreed on cousins I, I'm, I'm coming a little more around to your side i'm not sure about getting the first rounder but my trade is baker mayfield for one year and uh, let Stefanski have Kirk Cousins and get a draft choice or two from him. Uh, but uh, people think I'm nuts because they, uh, you know, because Mayfield has had such a horrible year this year. But uh, he only has one year left at uh, under 19 million. So you could let him come in and try to establish himself and uh, maybe get him to run out of the pocket and instead of get all his passes knocked down. That, that could happen too. I, I, but that probably won't happen. That's just. That's just something I threw out there, but uh, I don't know if you, if you, if you think you're a contender to make the playoffs next year, you probably got to keep the guy, don't you? I don't know. Cousins. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake for 24-7 gaming, fun restaurants and bars, and luxurious hotel rooms. And join Club M to bask in the rewards. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. You might. I mean, he's right. He's, you know, we never put Kirk Cousins in the top five of the NFL, even if some advanced stats maybe put him close to that. Just you just watch him and there's enough inconsistency. There's just enough of some of those, you know, the quarterback feel that, that he doesn't give you. But he's he's above average. And it's just a question of what you think of yourself next year. That forty five million dollar cap number is just so onerous yes. that it feels like you you know, it's hard to make a one-year decision on him to keep him because, you know, you need some kind of cap relief if you're going to put together a competitive but team around him. He's 35 now, isn't he? 34, 35? Age? I think he's 33 right now. He'll be, yeah, he's 33 right now, but he's, you know, but quarterbacks, that's not, you know, that's not over the hill for a quarterback anymore. It is interesting that uh, 
he became he, he got he has gotten more backers in the last uh, year or so uh, i mean there's uh there's people out there who uh cover uh cover the vikings with secondary blogs who have really gotten into him that uh, look at these numbers and blah 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 well yesterday was vintage kirk yes Cousins. yes ungodly rotten in the first half and uh good in the second half so uh it was uh it, it was vintage uh you know they they desperately just wanted to try to lose that game in the first half and then they came out and got a cup made a couple of plays and got a couple of breaks and uh and ended up i ended up winning but uh i don't know he's an unlikable guy He's a, not a leader of men, and and he's, you know, the numbers are not the whole story, and uh, you right. know, and the, the numbers are not the whole story with him. Plus, the guy missed your most of the, the the last your last stand. The guy missed your last stand. He's a smug, uh, unlikable guy, in my opinion, and. Uh, I, I don't know if that should be the, you know, the, the tell all or anything, but if I could be between his salary and just who he is as a person, I would uh, do, you know, get creative and try to get rid of him. If I were them and try to get somebody in here, who you can, you know, who's who you can win with for, you know, Denny did pretty good with not having quarterback. Right? Yeah. Yes, you didn't have exactly. one until the until yeah. Randall Cunningham caught lightning yeah. in a bottle. He was just, just forget Warren Moon. A Warren Moon, yeah. Or tried Jim McMahon. You know that didn't work. Sean but, Salisbury. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Danny made the playoffs eight out of nine years with uh, with these guys when the division was better than it is now. So, Jeff George, uh, yeah. George, Jeff George, then my all time Danny disappointment in Detroit. When he put Jeff George in for the second half, and we were saying, "Oh man, we can get down there and grill Denny on whether George, Jeff George or Randall Cunningham is going to be the quarterback." And Denny walks in and says, "Jeff George, my quarterback." He said, "Oh shucks, we thought we were going to make him squirm, and he couldn't eat squirm." But uh, yeah, I mean, it's not you can you know you can get the two year guy if if you can move Cousins. I don't I don't know if it's. Uh, I, uh, but okay, Harrison Smith, I guess keep him. But uh, 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 I mean, the, the ship has sailed on Anthony Barr, hasn't it? They doesn't yes. they help the uh, uh, you know, they just kind of you know, that, that's one thing to to that's one thing of, of to get on Zim about is that uh, you know, that there's whining that they couldn't spend as much money on defense as uh as he would have liked after they signed cousins and stuff, but they, you know, they spent plenty of defense this year and they, they, still, gave a, they, they still kept everybody pretty much. Yeah, they gave a lot more money to Anthony Barr than they should have. Cause the guy, I mean, he's a good player when he plays, but not great. And, you know, and didn't play. And, and now you got the same problem with Daniel Hunter. What, what happens here now? I mean, yeah. That's what <clears throat> he's a monster, but he doesn't play. So, it's a, it's a, you're, you're right. I mean, this, this idea that, that Zim couldn't keep his defense while well, they spent all the, all the, 
offseason they spent was on defense, right? To me, the big disappointment here is they've used all that draft capital on the offensive line, and so far you have uh, O'Neal out of the out of the collection, right? The rest of them are now we're too small, right? Now we're too yes. small. Line, that's what we're saying. You know, Bradbury is probably not going to have his fifth year option picked up, and uh, it's uh, you know you've been wrong on. Him. I think Darius's got a chance, but they Cleveland's still, okay. I mean, Cleveland's okay. Yeah, so. He's, he's a guard, but they're still like scrounging for an offensive line. Although that doesn't make them unique either. Look at Green Bay, all the success they have over there. And they're putting in new pieces of the offensive line and getting guys hurt all the time over there with their offensive line. The fact that they got a great quarterback has, has something to do with that. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's uh, it, it's a quandary right now. And, I'm not sure the Wolf uh, brothers aren't more worried about the city they're building out there than Egan than they are about their football team. You know, they're, uh, they're, things are going well with the, uh, the new metropolis they're building out in Egan, and uh, yeah, that, that could be their number one uh, motive. I, I have no idea, but uh, I'm, I'm not real confident in these guys. And they never talk about guy. Everybody always gets on Jim Polad. Jim Polad addresses the public more than the Wilf do. The man alive. They're they're hiding constantly. They don't say anything. No. I would, you know, circling back on Cousins for a minute, I would try to trade him if I could this offseason just because his value is relatively high right now because he's coming off a pretty good season, and it just feels like a harder reset is necessary because I just don't know if this team is going to be built to win in the next year or two. But if you kept him, I think the thing that, Zimmer could never fully embrace because of who he is, is that this team really in the last two years should have pivoted to being kind of having offense as its identity, not defense. Like he just, he never, he could never say this is the best side of the ball. This is how we're going to try to win. Cause that's just not how he's wired. And so a potential new coach, and we've talked about this is probably going to be a younger offensive minded head coach. And that person might want, Kirk Cousins still to to build that offense around. I yeah, I agree with you on that. And uh, Zim is uh, you know Zim deteriorated as a leader of these guys. I think he he did not. I mean, he's Zim is he was the, the he peaked uh, he peaked uh, the the year of the miracle is is when he, they were thirteen and three that year. People, the number one defense, and and that's the way he thought they should continue to play, right? Yes. But then he also badmouthed Case Keenum the whole season in a sideways manner. So he's, you know, he's partly responsible for this huge investment that they made in uh, in Kirk Cousins. But I still insist that. Kirk Cousins getting signed had more to do with the Wilfs than the Spielman and certainly more than to, to do with Zimmer. Cause I think the, the Wilfs thought, Oh, we want to go to the super bowl. We should have went to the super bowl this year. We need a quarterback and the sexiest guy out there right now is this cousins guy. And let's get him for the, you know, we're, we, we, you know, we're, we're, we got the new building here. We got the new stadium. We got the new complex out here. This let's make ourselves this vibrant operation and go get the big name quarterback. And uh, that's, that's just my opinion on that thing. I, I, 
I, I think Spielman was more in on that than Zim was, but yes. Zim, Zim was never in on that guy. I don't think he wanted a new quarterback, but uh, Zim has uh, Zim has had a bad week with the bad couple of weeks with the with the fans. Uh, first with the Kellen Mond. <laughs> Kellen Mond can't play basically. Yes. Uh, two weeks ago, and then the yesterday saying he didn't care about Justin Jefferson's record, which I didn't either. But uh, no, I didn't either. But but the but you're you're not dealing with when you're dealing with a football collection of football fans. You're not dealing with intellects here. You're dealing with people who are emotional about things, and and then a narrative is developed. Right, a narrative is developed like. Uh, Okay, Kellen Mond. Oh, he's a third rounder, but uh, you know, you should. Uh, he's a great athlete, and he's got this great potential. And uh, so then, all of a sudden, he becomes the quarterback. Did because he was drafted in the third round didn't make him the quarterback of the future. It made him a guy to look at, right? It, it, yes. it, your your third rounder is not definite. You know, when you drafted Christian Ponder, what, 12th or 11th or whatever 12th it is, overall, yeah. he was the quarterback of the future. You were wrong, but he was the quarterback of the future. This guy was always a suspect, and he still is a suspect. But the idea that you are uh, bleeping on the quarterback of the future when you say you see him in practice every week is nonsense. He is not the quarterback of the future. He's got to establish himself. And apparently everyone watching him in practice out there for the last several months has not been too impressed with the way he throws the ball. But the, the public, the, this whole notion too is why he should have played yesterday so we could find out something. You're not finding out no. anything. Okay? <clears throat> no. You're not finding that out. You're finding it out when he's, plays you know and uh and when when he becomes your guy and the, the what happened sunday against a bears team that was only playing half of its defense uh had would have had nothing to do with whether cal and mond was your quarterback of the future or not Correct. It, it was it's just it's just a narrative that develops and uh <clears throat> here's another i got okay i gotta get into it now the narrative that is about Justin Jefferson. <laughs> okay. Okay. He wants to break Randy Moss's record, even though he's got an extra game to do it in. So right. if you don't in 16, you want, which is here and there, right? Yeah. The idea that he is going to be so mad that a coach who is getting fired didn't make sure he broke the record that he's probably going to demand a trade in two years. What is wrong with you morons, what you're saying this? This is, you know, people who are actually covering the team are writing this crap that, oh, man, this is going to be terrible. When they give him the money, he'll take it. it they always, they, who, who did they have demand a trade here? Who, who have they had demand a trade in, the, in the, a, a star player demand a trade? When's the last time that happened? I mean, dem- flat out Hart- demand. I don't know. Stefan Diggs kind of did. I mean, he made the yeah, yeah. him, but he did. Yeah, you're right. Stefan Diggs did. And that was because of Cousins. Yeah, right? more or less. And the offense and not, that- not catering to him enough. Yes. Jefferson is, uh, you know, Jefferson is not 
you know, he got his numbers with with Cousins. Yes. Uh, Jefferson, if Jefferson demands a trade, it will be because the quarterback that they bring in can't play, right? Or that they're losing or that, yeah, he doesn't like his role. Yeah, but You're he, right. He, he's Whatever, he yeah. I, I, he, got the, he had the third most targets in the NFL this year. Yes. You're not. You're not treating him fairly. What 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 is wrong with you people? You're going to give him the money and he's going to take it. If uh, that's, uh, you know, if, if, if that's what the decision is, it's, they don't. This is not this is not the NBA where Cat decides he wants to go play with two of his buddies and, and win a game. They, they they take the money in the NFL and the fact that this guy's going to have a lingering resentment when he didn't set some meaningless record that nobody even knew existed until 48 hours before the game on Sunday is just so stupid. I can't believe it. I agree. I want to circle back on Zimmer for one more minute. And then I want to get to a couple other things, uh, non Vikings related before we finish, but it does feel like you talked about the miracle season, 2017, Cousins comes in right after that. It felt like 2018 was the beginning of kind of pressure coaching Zimmer where he, he was feeling it all of a sudden it was like he'd had some success and now people wanted more from him. And that probably led to the decision after week two of that season to cut Daniel Carlson, their kicker yes. who <laughs> ends the NFL season by kicking uh, the the Raiders into the playoffs and kicking the Chargers out of the playoffs when a tie would have gotten them both in the playoffs. It was one of the most fun, weird games I've ever seen uh, Sunday night. I don't know if – I think the Raiders were going to play for the win more or less anyway because, you know, a win gets you the Bengals, a loss gets you the – a tie gets you the Chiefs in the playoffs. So there's incentive to win either way, but – it was a weird finish where <clears throat> they could have just kind of run out the clock and let both teams get in, but then they chargers call timeout. They, they get a little extra time. They, they go down and, and, you know, have a, a long field goal by Carlson that, that goes in. It was just a, such a, I've never seen a game like that where a tie gets both teams in and it almost happens, but ends up the Steelers somehow get in too now after the Colts <laughs> lay an egg against the Jaguars and the Steelers win in overtime against uh, the Ravens. So quite a, Quite a finish, but the, the bigger point being Carlson brings us full circle for that whole thing. Yes, yes, it does. And I blame Spielman for that. You cannot draft a guy. What round was he? Fifth, fifth round. Fifth round, which is a, as high as a kicker ever gets drafted, right? I think yes. it's the high. And uh, you can't, when Zim is pouting because he lost it there because he got a tie at Green Bay, you cannot uh, – let him cut your kicker that you just drafted who what had a bad last exhibition game. Right. In the opener, I think he made the only kick he tried. Right. So I think that's right. Yeah. You, the opener, he was, he was fine. The opener. You cannot do that. You cannot, you say, no, you're not cutting him. We're going to give him another month and see if he's okay. You know, but it was, it was so idiotic to let this guy go. But it's funny if you go back and look at local media. It was oh, this guy will never do it. They can't. They got to get rid of this guy. He's, uh, you know, another Blair Walsh. And uh, well, you know, no, you you can't let a guy be as impulsive as as, as Zim was then. But you're right. That's example A of him starting to feel the pressure. 
And this year he was, he was a completely different guy on the sideline. In my opinion, he looked depressed all, all season oh, to my, me over I, there. My wife who like never watches football was looking at him during the green Bay game a couple of weeks ago. She goes, she goes, he looks miserable. Like he looks like he's just, he looks like he's not having, like not enjoying his job at all. I'm like, you're right. He doesn't look, he doesn't. I mean, nobody would be happy when they're getting their butt kicked 37, 10, but he just had this look about him. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need this. Yeah. Right. But he needs it. He needed it for his ego. I think, you know, he's another, you know, like most coaches, he's, he's a, he's a suppressed egomaniac and uh, he's, you know, that's, that's the only reason you want to keep his job is because he, he's not enjoying it, but you know, he didn't want to be Zim got fired. Right. So yeah, uh, to me, but yeah, it's uh, you're right. I mean, the, the, I've been making a big deal about Daniel Carlson for a couple of years now, because if this proved to me you're dysfunctional between the, the, coaching staff in the scouting department and Spielman and him Spielman letting him get away with it because he he's pouting it was just idiotic it was amazing you got to give the kid another month and see if he can do it or not yeah even if it means bringing in some you know that does if you're unhappy with him and you want to look at there's there's this whole there's this whole covenant of kickers who are floating around who you can bring in put him on your roster you know you you could have one kicker on your roster let him be your kickoff guy and let somebody else kick field goals for a month you know it's uh, yeah yeah it's uh i don't know here uh it's a uh it, but this was one of those years that just went in the tank from the day that uh the the day that Two days after the start of spring training, uh, training camp, when when cousins had to go into quarantine, and it was just been a, you know, the whole mask thing, and who was masked and who wasn't masked, and who got hurt and who didn't get hurt, and who was, you know, it was, it was a mess from the start. It just had the same vibe. I we talked about this before as Chili's last year in two thousand ten, right right from training camp. It had the same vibe. So yeah. It never went fully off the rails like that year. Maybe that's a no. credit to some of the players and, you know, just credit to some of the, the the games they were able to win. But yeah, it just never, it never got unstuck from whatever it was stuck on. And I guess we'll, we'll let me, let me use this as my bottom line on yesterday though. Yes, please. Do. We are mad at cousins because he threw his touchdown pass to the long, to the wrong open receiver. <laughs> yes, what we- is wrong with you people? We're mad at him because he threw the touchdown pass to the wrong open receiver. What? Yes. It's wrong. Unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. It um, is. And we'll get some answers, I assume, maybe starting even today about what they plan to do in the future. Patrick, he's got a few minutes left, but we should probably talk about the Wolves and the well, Wild. Go because Wolves. Go Wolves. What Wolves, the heck? Even their, even their record, 20 and 20 now, got the – Got a bunch of guys back, got healthy, got to play OKC twice and Houston yes, once. And that's a that is a good they, that is a good salve for any team. But yeah, they're they mean I'm just I'm just trying I'm trying to wrap my head around the Wolves being the team that's supposed to beat these other teams. It's just I'm not used to yeah, that narrative. Yeah, that's right. But they did beat them both bloody too. I mean, so uh that's uh you know what? I gotta uh, D is playing pretty good. 
I didn't. I, I still don't know what it is on defense that he's doing that makes them so much better. But he he just is. He's a he's a he's a one of those kind of pieces that is maybe a little, a little bit more subtle than than I, I want to why than I want to recognize. But he's he's been pretty good this year. And yeah, he's had you know he's considering he doesn't like the new basketball. He's playing pretty well with it, and he he's had those brick games, you know. But uh, his uh, his uh, the other night I'm watching, and I mean Ben's and Jim Pete are babbling on about something, and usually Jim Pete picks up on this. This guy made one of the great assists from out high on a little one bounce pass to a guy going in for a layup, and and we we, we didn't we didn't recognize it, but it was like man alive. That's a that's a big time assist from Delo, who I didn't even, who a year ago we didn't even know knew he had teammates, you know. So it's, uh, I I think that uh, he's good, and everybody was. Here's here's the Timberwolf situation, all right. They are two nights two nights ago. They're beating Oklahoma City by forty. You know, weren't they ahead by forty one? Yeah. yeah. And that, and I looked and on my Twitter account. And trending was Beasley, you know, because he's not making any shots. Right. This is what's trending. Yeah. Not what's, we're trend. We're 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 tweeting on Beasley because he can't. Make the, the the number one subject with these Timberwolf fans on Twitter at that moment is Beasley not shooting well. Meanwhile, Towns is playing great. Yeah. Anthony Edwards makes five threes in the first quarter. Yes. Uh, Russell makes five threes in the second quarter. That's again, what's wrong with you people? Forget about <laughs> Beasley. Beasley's a shooter. Some weeks he'll be hot. Some weeks he'll be cold. That's the way it is. He's no different than he's been since the day they gave him 60 million, which they shouldn't have given him. But the fact that how can that be your topic? of conversation when you're watching this team play like they have lately. It's uh reflexively Wolves fans need something to complain about because they're so used to it. And by the way, what if, did Jared Vanderbilt is Jared Vanderbilt going to turn out to be the best player from that Ernan Gomez Beasley trade? I felt like he was a throw in at the time, but he's becoming a pretty useful player. Yeah. He, you know, he can, you know, he could make great cuts and get to the basket. He's a hell of a defender and uh, rebounds yeah. like crazy, especially offensively. Rebounding phenomenon. The, uh, it's a it's a great revelation. Uh, you know, all hail to Gerson, Gerson for that trade, right? Uh, yeah, Gerson and Paul Fenton. We don't give either of those guys enough trust <laughs> enough uh, enough uh, enough uh, glory, do we? Because now, yeah, I thought about that the other day. You're right. I mean, they. <laughs> They built a lot of what's going well right now. Yes, they did. They, they did. Well, I have a lot of fun once in a while with the Wild saying the fat that fat and what a what a job he did in eleven months putting this getting rid of those stiffs, Grandlin and Nita Ryder and Charlie Coyle after we've sat around and waited for that nucleus to come through for about twelve years. But uh, uh, yeah, the the Wolves are. Yeah, I mean. Mike, they had that little stretch where Cleveland came in here and was ahead of, I mean, got what was ahead of my 30 in the first half. Yeah. This made them look like complete idiots. And then they went in this four or five game funk. So it's the NBA and they, you know, you never know who's going to be sick and you never know who's going to be playing and you never know 
if you look at the box scores of the NBA now and you look at these unusual scores, and then the next thing you got to look at is who played and who didn't, right? Who, yes. you know, they're out there playing with nobody. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, right. You know, they did They did what they did. They they played three games they should win, and they won them, won them big, and uh, they – on the on the road, a couple of them, and they're, you know, they're, they're they can they should be an over five hundred team, I think. Yeah, yeah, we're right at it, and that's going to be enough at least to get them into the play in and becoming. They might. I, I think Cat's been better than he's been in about three, four. You know, he was great when he, the first two, three years, and when he played all the time, and then he kind of, you know, started getting hurt or whatever it was, and but but I I think his involvement in. There's another guy. He's going to want out of here. He's going to get traded, you know, and maybe he will, but it's because it's more likely the NBA, but right now he looks like he's invested and he's playing hard. So. Yeah. And I think this Chris Finch can coach a little bit too, which is a yeah. big piece of that puzzle. Um, I was talking to somebody who's been over there forever. They say he's just a great guy. He was, he told me this story that uh, they, there's this high school basketball clinic that they've, always ask them if they can get the head coach to come over and speak. And I don't know if Ryan Saunders uh, did it or not, but uh, I don't think Tibbs did, <laughs> but, okay. you know, but Vince says, yeah, sure. What do they need? And they said, well, it, it's a three hour thing, but uh, you know, maybe you can go over and do an hour. And he said, well, I'll do two if they want me to, you know, I don't know what he did. He went over and did an hour with all the high school coaches. And then he says to him, Hey, I'm going to Brits. Who wants to come over and have a beer? And like 50 of these high school coaches were over there having a beer with them at Brits. So uh, that's the kind of guy he is. He's just a, he's, a, he's Tibbs as far as if you cut his head open, basketballs are going to come flying Basketball out lifer. Yeah. Basketball lifer, but with, but he likes people better. You know? <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. And, uh, you know, yeah, I hope he doesn't. You know, we don't get some hot shot new owners in here who feel like if they lose three in a row, they should get a new coach in here. Or, you know, somebody I give him a run. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I think somehow. I mean, it, it's not the uh, it wasn't the glamour names, but Finch and Dean Evison with the yes. Wild. Um, you wrote about him, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, they have two good wins this weekend. They're missing half their roster, but they still managed to beat. Boston the other day on on the road, and then they come back here uh, the other night and managed to managed to get one, even though I was looking they, looking dicey in that game. They had nobody on the ice. And, no, uh, ended up. Uh, let me give out a tribute to my grandson Luke from Woodbury, yeah. who uh, was always uh, re- referred to by me as the Woodbury Jinx because. Uh, I think he had one point where he'd been to eight straight games and they'd only scored once and they <laughs> lost all. And I called him very jinx. He texted me the other night. He was at that game and said, he's three and all this year and he's not the jinx anymore. So there you he, go. You know, this team is so good. They've been over, they've been able to overcome the Woodbury jinx, but that team playing last night, they had what about eight guys from Iowa, didn't they? Yeah. You know, but yeah, I like Everson because he plays fast. He's, yes. Uh, you know, and the other thing is, Mike, this is the best team in the history of hockey 
when they pull their goalie. <laughs> you mentioned that they, last week. They're, they are. They're really good. I mean, they had twice they had the puck for eight minutes. I mean, they pulled the goalie with eight minutes left when they were three goals behind. And they, the other team, the, the first time it took about a 120-foot shot for after about seven minutes for the team to score. And then in the in the winter classic game, they had the they did that again and they had the puck forever out there. Yeah. You know? And and uh the other night they uh they, they had to do it, it with, they had to do it without the Russian, but they did it again with uh, 35 seconds to go. Yes, they My did. My recommendation is that they pull the puck with eight minutes left, even if they're ahead, like they pull the goal. <laughs> put the dagger in put the dagger in put the dagger in but uh yeah you gotta like the guy i mean and he's he's very he's both of these guys are like low profile not yeah much they want to be but it's just you know it's just like they're not there's not big personality there i think there's enough personalities there with both of them they just don't look for the spotlight at all so so we haven't given it to him. And, uh, and, uh, anyway, Hey, one other hockey note, how about yeah. Moscow goes to Michigan state, beats them twice. They come back, have a big, big, uh, comeback. And then the goalie's leaving. I know. How about that? What is that? Right in the middle what, of the year. How bad are people are the Carolina hurricanes are not going to, is maybe he didn't go to class, you know, who knows? Yeah. Maybe, I don't maybe, know. You know, you know, maybe, but that's, that's a kick in the shins, isn't it? Uh, yes. I, another goalie they can go to, and they they might end up being a national threat anyway. But that's that's not really good PR if you're Carolina with dealing with a you know, college program as prominent as the Gophers, is it? All of a sudden, hey, yo, you know the goalie's leaving, huh? Why? What's he's not going to go and lead you to the Stanley Cup? What's a, what's the problem here? Right? I don't get it, but. The kid wanted to sign, obviously, which yeah. is weird. Which yeah, is that was weird. interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, we got to wrap up, but I'm starting to worry that uh, Gophers men's basketball is who we thought they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, they had one little run. If Jordan Battle, if Jamison Battle's not making every shot he takes, because uh, he, he, he got cold, he played great there for a while the first half. Yeah. And then had- bit of a run but he's their only you know really good big 10 player peyton willis has done very well and he has his moments but it's i mean there's so much size and the they, they did a pretty good job with that monster from indiana but in order to do that they basically had to not cover two guards right. uh, who they then made some then just hope that they missed their three pointers but yeah if you could, uh, if he could sign a, uh, uh, if he could sign a, uh, 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 a contract for six wins right now, I'm sure he'd take it. Look at the schedule they got yeah, coming up. It's hard. It's a tough league go, this year. It's a good league this year. They go to Michigan State, right? I think that's next. Yeah, pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it'll just be interesting to see if they continue to fight. Yes, but I think they will. I said. I said the other day, it's a glorified Northern Sun team, right? Yeah, it's a glorified. It's 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 one pretty good player better than Mankato State usually is if they have a good team, you know. So it's it's not you know it's Augustana basically. So yeah. uh, 
you know, and they, you know, they certainly, when they beat Michigan, we, we got a little excited, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's just not enough there. And no. uh, I was saying, you know, Luke Lowy, the fisherman. Yes. He was over eight yesterday and, you know, and I looked it up and I said, Oh man, this is a shock. A transfer from William and Mary is not, is not having a good day at Indiana. That's that's, I mean, where these guys are from. Right. Unbelievable. And uh, yes. yeah, you know, if they keep fighting, we'll be impressed, but you know, there's, you know, let's hope it doesn't deteriorate into two and 18 or something, yes. which, which it could. So yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about next week. I think a lot of the Viking stuff will get sorted out here relatively soon. And, uh, plenty of other good stuff going on right now as well. Patrick, thanks for joining me on Monday as always. And we'll do this again next week. All right. All right, Michael. See you. See ya.